Clear out of the way. Bitcoin is coming through. We all know that. But what we all want to know is when is it Ethereum's turn to explode? Well, seems like that might be happening right now. While Bitcoiners everywhere were busy celebrating their gains, Ethereum might be trying to roll in like a Trojan horse and slit Bitcoin's throat in the middle of the night. Some people are wondering just how long Bitcoin can keep Ethereum from absolutely exploding. I'm going to give you the new price targets for Ethereum and a price prediction you have to see to believe. And it's coming soon. Let's get it. Welcome to BitBoy Crypto. My name is Ben. Every day I show you how to make money in cryptocurrency. If you like money, then make sure to hit that subscribe button and tap the bell so you don't ever get a case of the BitBoy FOMO. Today, we're going to be examining Ethereum specifically. Bitcoin popped off and Ethereum has had a mini eruption, but not the explosion many of us expected. There are competing theories on whether or not Ethereum will get helped or hurt by the next short-term Bitcoin run. Let's check out some stories that I believe will point us into the right direction and give us some clues. Okay, so we've got a lot of news stories to cover today surrounding Ethereum uh, and some alternative theories for why Bitcoin pumped and things of that nature. Uh, so we're going to do things a little out of order today. We're going to start with some stories, then we're going to get into the markets, then we're going to continue on. But today's topic is Ethereum for sure. Now, I do want to tell you guys about my Bitcoin giveaway because uh, it, it sounds more exciting than giving away one Ethereum. I partnered with Tantra Labs. We got 14,000 injuries so far, only five days remaining. Here's the big change, and I need to actually edit this. Uh, first place, the 0.5 BTC, we are now in agreement with them that they will release that prize immediately. And we added a new way for you to enter worth 10 points. So make sure that you come and you get your 10 points by retweeting uh, the, this tweet here. Uh, now I'm giving away 13K because Bitcoin's 13K. Uh, huge news on the giveaway. My partner is releasing the first place prize immediately. So make sure you guys head on over to, you can go to enter.bitboy.lab, uh, excuse me, enter.bitboy.live, or you can just click the link that's down at the bottom of the description. So let's talk about an alternative theory to why the Bitcoin price went up. The, uh, supposedly, there was half a billion dollars worth of USDT. If you're unaware of what USDT is, it is Tether, uh, and this is the Tether logo here, and there were basically half billion new Tether grants printed. Now, why did that happen? Well, as the price was going ballistic yesterday, people were looking for you know new ways to trade, and there was a lot of demand for Tether. Stable coins represent, I think it's five, less than 5% of the market, but over 60% of the market cap. Uh, when it comes to altcoins. So we do know that they there is a lot of demand for them. So out of the, and I thought this was very interesting. Of the 450 million new USDT tokens, more than 185 million, so about 30% or so, have been distributed with 126 million, okay, so right at probably about 25% or so. Uh, is that math right? Eh, a little less than that, or maybe a little more than that, give or take. Uh, went to Binance. Uh, almost 70% of the tokens sent out of the treasury, so 70% of this 126.9 million sent out, ended up going to Binance. So, I don't know. A lot of people say that when these Tether grants get printed, that's what spurs on the price. But then other people say that 
the price starts rising, and so they come to meet that demand. So which one is it? Which way is really leading the charge? We don't really know. But we all know the big news that dropped yesterday was the PayPal news. And I think to deny that this mainstream crypto adoption news was the sole driver of the Bitcoin price yesterday is just outright idiotic. Um, it's, it's kind of looking for a conspiracy when there's not a conspiracy there. So we have PayPal finally welcomes cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and Ethereum. So not just Bitcoin. Let's take a look at the key facts here. PayPal will support four different cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash, together with Paxos. Wow, is Paxos included in that? I didn't see that. Didn't This is the first I've seen of that. In the next few weeks, U.S. users will be able to buy, hold, and sell cryptocurrency in their digital wallets. Isn't it amazing? Users are what actually drove Bitcoin initially from the Silk Road. Anyways, uh, before being able to use them as funding source at the company's 26 million merchants from early 2021, the company said it will expand crypto support to its social payments app, Venmo, in early 2021. A lot of people don't know Venmo is owned by PayPal, uh, as well as additional countries rolling out. So look for Venmo in 2021. We should tweet that. Uh, the New York State Department of Financial Services, or the NYSDF, uh, which regulates financial services and products, granted PayPal a conditional bit license to offer the service. First time it's ever done so. Show, showing you that PayPal is committed to this and New York will look the other way for anybody they want to do that for. But here's the interesting thing. So we see Bitcoin and Ethereum included in this, but weird market dynamics. Three reasons. Now, this was written, uh, when is that? Yesterday, I think. Is today the 21st, I believe? This was written yesterday at 11.44. Timing is important on this. Weird market dynamics. Joseph Young, this guy, I tell you what, he's always going out of his way to try to find stuff that doesn't make any sense. Weird market dynamics. Three reasons Ethereum is dropping while Bitcoin rallies. Why don't you pay attention to this red part here? I'm going to get rid of that. The current market dynamics are uncanny because Bitcoin has been solely increasing in price while the cryptocurrency market stagnates. In fact, major altcoins, including Ethereum, have been dropping in value against both BTC and the US dollar the past nine days. Today would be number 10. We'll see if that happened. Here is a quote um, from Kevin Coe. He's a general partner at the Spartan Group. Michigan State guy, I guess. Money is rotating from altcoins back into BTC. This rotation is ongoing and will give BTC decent near-term momentum that will likely carry it to 14 to 15K. Yes, I think a rejection in that range is ahead, followed by a big drop, and then moon. DeFi coins are getting oversold in this process, which creates decent entry levels for people with longer time horizons. Now, this is key, what you're reading here, because what he's saying is the altcoin season will be epic. For those that can wait for it, when Bitcoin makes drastic moves to the upside and drastic moves to the downside, when the volatility is at its peak, that is when you get the very best entries on altcoins. So this is not just about Bitcoin, um, but some people wish that it were. Some people wish that it were. We call them the maxi pads. Now, if you're unfamiliar of what a Bitcoin maximalist is, it's usually a, a douche um, or a jerk an elitist, someone who's already rich. But I mean, technically, if you want to break it down, it's someone who uh, is bullish on Bitcoin only. Okay, so I found this little article. 
Forget Ethereum. DeFi is being built on Bitcoin. DeFi. Oh, today is today the twenty second or is it twenty first? Oh, it's the twenty second. So those are that story was written two days ago. Now I don't even know the date. Forget Ethereum. DeFi, decentralized finance is being built on Bitcoin. I've been hearing this from years from the Bitcoin people. Oh, well, you know, basically everything you can do with a smart contract, you can do it on top of Bitcoin. It'll be just as slow and unscalable as it is on Bitcoin, but you can do it. Awesome. These people are the dumbest people in all of cryptocurrency. A few weeks ago, a Coindesk headline, Why Hard-Nosed Bitcoiners Can Learn to Love DeFi, caught my eye. See, you're starting to see the compromises, the concessions the Bitcoin people must make in order to continue with their crazy narrative. Why Hard-Nosed Bitcoiners Can Learn to Love DeFi caught my eye. The title was designed for controversy. DeFi seems to be everything Bitcoiners reject, and it is. Useless tokens created for haphazard projects and quick money grabs... Driven by Ponzi-nomics. All of this happening on Ethereum, Bitcoin's unprincipled competitor. That was an article that was written by Matt Luongo. No relation to uh, Robert Luongo, the, the goalie for uh, an NHL team. I think the Vancouver Canucks when they won a Stanley Cup, I think. Um, no relation because obviously there's no relation between any Bitcoin maximalist in sports. So... There's that. Uh, Matt is an ardent Bitcoiner making an argument that to me seems obvious. As a long-term Bitcoiner, it's always been my dream to extend Bitcoin's decentralization to a wider economy. The same day Matt's article came out, <laughs> see, the hypocrisy of the hardline Bitcoiner. We learned BitMEX, where so many Bitcoiners have deposited their Bitcoin, was under threat. And not only that, but a place where many of the Bitcoiners actually became rich. Not only does this place users' Bitcoin and private information in jeopardy, it also threatens the availability of a type of financial service that Bitcoiners have found useful. Hmm. Weird. BitMEX. Leverage trading. Uh, third party. Letting someone hold your Bitcoin. All things the hardline Bitcoiners should be against, but they weren't because it benefited them. And hence, there is the, there's the whole thing. Which, what you have to understand is is the Bitcoin maximalist is rich. That is it, period. Almost everyone who is a hardline Bitcoin maximalist already made their money. They don't want you to catch up to them. They are the exact people that they set out to destroy. Bitcoiners have a valuable asset and should be able to yield on it without going through a centralized service. That is possibly today without Ethereum. That is possible today without Ethereum or any other altcoin. Bitcoin's massive pool of users and asset value is the biggest network effect in crypto. People are waking up to the fact that Bitcoin, the original DeFi, now is gaining even more decentralized superpowers. In one day, maybe it might even be usable. <laughs> so. Uh, We've, we've looked at this here, guys. Okay, What was the reason for the pump? PayPal, listing Ethereum. Why Ethereum is dropping while Bitcoin rallies? In fact, forget Ethereum. Forget it. Let's make Bitcoin the new DeFi, the old new DeFi. It's weird because it's old and can barely move like your grandpa. 
So let's see what's happening today. Well, here we are. Let's check it out. Right now, price of Bitcoin coming in at $12,937. We have it sharply marked $13,000 as resistance. The overall market cap is up 2.29%. We are approaching $400 billion. But sneaky, 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 Ethereum up 6.66%, the mark of the beast. Ethereum is the devil. And I'm going to ride all the way down to hell with it. That's very blasphemous. Lord, I'm sorry. Look at this giant candle over here. Look at this. Wow, that is beautiful. It looks kind of like the Loch Ness Monster poking its head out of the water. That's what Ethereum's doing right now, up 6.6%. Oh, and Tether? So they printed all this new Tether? Look, it's it's down 0.02%. Just kidding. That didn't make any sense. Uh, it's always a dollar. <laughs> Should be anyways. Bitcoin Cash, XRP, Chainlink with a 10% pump today. Don't forget about Chainlink. Litecoin up 10% in the last seven days. Why? Well, because it was listed along with, uh, you know, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum as going on to uh, the PayPal features. So, okay. So, now we've established. Guys, this article here, outdated. Three reasons Ethereum is dropping. Outdated. Forget it. Ethereum is now rising. All of these idiots on here trying to explain why Ethereum is going to drop why it's going to actually go down and get killed while Bitcoin goes on a ride. That's something that the maxis want to hear. It's not facts, guys. Here are some fundamental stuff going on. Some fundamental things going on with Ethereum. Okay. Ethereum fees hit lowest price since the start of the DeFi boom. Now, that's very relevant. Okay. Is decentralized finance over? Is it over? Are people now... Wanting to move into Ethereum itself instead of the ERC-20s. Great video coming out about that this week. You've got to watch. But Ethereum transaction fees are falling. This could mean there's less activity on the blockchain. And I'll go so far as to say there is less activity on the Ethereum blockchain. That's why fees drop. And this summer's hype around DeFi is coming to an end. Guys, decentralized finance is dead. It's not coming back. It's over. We had a great run with DeFi, but now we're moving on to NFTs, BitBoy collectibles. Okay. I'm just kidding. That's not actually true, guys. DeFi is not dead. Okay. Let's look at the numbers here. Uniswap Protocol Analytics. You can find this on uniswap.info or info.uniswap.org slash home, either one. Now, what I want to show you guys, uh, now the number one top token coming in is Ether, which is wrapped, wrapped Ethereum. Wrapped Bitcoin coming in at number three. Big video on wrapped coins coming out very soon uh, in the next week. So you guys definitely want to pay attention to that. But the DeFi craze is not over, guys. Ethereum price coming in about $414 right now. Now, what you're looking at right here, this is the Uniswap trade volume, okay? It's up 33% uh, since it started, or over the last 24 hours, excuse me. It's up 33% over the same time. Let's refresh it. Let's get those latest numbers here real quick. Let's make sure we're getting the very, very, very latest numbers. Okay. 270,000 as of right now, coming at 19.5% increase. This is currently where it is 
163,000 in volume, but this is not this is not closed yet. So it will probably end up higher than this. Yesterday, yesterday is the price of these coins were going up. You can see here, you can see the candle we had yesterday went up pretty significantly. Now we've seen this before. We've seen spikes before in this volume. This would have been the absolute peak of Uniswap at the very end of August, uh, August 31st, $5.85 million in volume. Clearly on a downtrend. Clearly on a downtrend. What we're looking for to know that DeFi is ready to make its second wind is we are waiting for this trend line to be broken. So if you were to draw a line from the top of this candle or you know stick all the way to right here, you will see that we are clearly in a downtrend. But what we want to see is we want to see us draw a line here. And what we want to see is this break so that this line here, I just pointed at the screen with my actual finger, breaks out. The same thing we just saw with Bitcoin breaking out above 12,000. We want it to break out of this downtrend. Once this downtrend is broken, then we will see the renaissance of DeFi. So that's what we're waiting on. Guys, if you think DeFi is just coming and going, you're crazy. Now, will we see the crazy, scammy, 3,000% yield farming tokens? I mean, hopefully some of that will possibly die out. I mean, 3,000% returns is not sustainable, at least to what I call now dump of mentals. But a lot of people, the crazy thing is, with as much as, with as, much as the market moved yesterday, with as much as DeFi moved over the last three months or six months, more than half of all Ethereum hasn't moved in over a year. Multi-year Ether accumulation has been growing in 2020, but things may soon change with the launch of staking, also very significant. So this is a chart, according to Glassnode, that shows the last time that certain you know Ethereum was moved. So when we look at this light... The light yellow, kind of the post-it note yellow, this is the one year to two year, okay? So anything above from, from the yellow to orange Mendoza line right here, okay, and up, none of this has moved, and it's been about 50%. The data suggests that many whales spent 2019 accumulating Ether in advance of the project's E2.0 overhaul for which phase zero is expected to commence in the coming months, allowing users to stake their Ether for the first time. Around 20% of tokens have not moved since before October 2017. So if you were to go to the uh, the green up here, the top right hand of the graph, this hasn't moved since 2017. Those people took a big L, but they could be on the way back up. Um, so what's interesting here to think about, okay, is that how much does this have to do with the announcement of ETH 2.0, which occurred, I believe, the very beginning of 2018 or very end of 2017? I believe the beginning of 2018, the first announcement came. So what this means is that right now, a lot of these people are holding onto this Ethereum, getting ready. If you have 32 ETH, you can do staking. Now, I've worked out the calculator on this, and I'm not really that impressed with the rewards um, I'll probably run a node just for the sake of running one uh, for fun because that's what that's what I do. Have fun in crypto. Uh, so we'll be running one of those nodes, show you returns on it and things like that with 32 ETH. But here's the thing. These numbers, okay, involving people not moving this Ethereum, if that theory is true and they are actually going to be 
staking, that means they're going to have to move the Ethereum. So all of this Ethereum will end up moving when E2.0 launches. A lot of it will. So that's something to keep our eye on. Imagine having so much Ethereum, you don't want to move it to make small little gains on staking, but you don't want to make money on DeFi. Pretty crazy if you ask me. So where is Ethereum going? Where is Ethereum heading to? Okay. I'm kind of afraid, you know, Bitcoin is going to end up like Blockbuster and Ethereum is the new Netflix. Okay. I was told that PayPal supporting crypto is like Blockbuster showing Netflix movies in store. But I'm just saying Ethereum can do everything. I am a, a big proponent of Ethereum. Bitcoin, hey, you got us here. I like you. I wouldn't mind breaking up with you because Ethereum is a little more sexy. Okay. You got some curve. Bitcoin's got one giant curve, but Ethereum, shh, look at that. Look at that. That diamond shape, you know, turning me on right now. It's getting weird, guys. Ethereum can rise to $800 in 2020 if this bull mini cycle repeats. And so I read this article. Markets tend to behave in massive cycles, as we know. That's why I pinpoint hit this entire cycle so far. One of those cycles is the previous Bitcoin cycle from 2014-2017. However, within those cycles are smaller multiple cycles that often repeat. Here's a chart that shows the year-to-date performance. You guys can see how much better Ethereum is doing than Bitcoin. It's those curves, I tell you what. Ether is looking for a higher low to confirm a new uptrend. Uh, but here's the point, though. The, they're saying the $300 resistance zone could likely be the support zone. W when was this written? This was written um, October 19th. What are these people talking about? A $300 support zone? Yeah, obviously. It's been well above 350 for quite a while now. Like, it ain't dropping below 300 I, I don't think maybe ever again. We'll see. It might. I do believe we have one big pullback in this market coming. But um, uh, I believe that the $300 level will not be breached again. If it does, it'll be like a flash crash bounce back up. But what this chart is basically saying is that if you can take the $300 level and you can see this uh, green box here as the support zone, okay? From this support zone, we can then determine uh, using some different indicators and Fibonacci extension tool, the next breakout points for Ethereum. The one to keep your eye on right now, the new resistance level $466. After we break this resistance, the next target, $617. Then the next resistance, $840. And it is uh, looking like maybe in 2021 we might hit that. Maybe. I believe Bitcoin will hit all-time highs around the end of the year. And if this happens, then to me, Ethereum has a very good likelihood of hitting $1,000 by the end of the year. That would not even be an all-time high. That would only be about 70% of its all-time high. So in my opinion, it is completely rational to believe that Ethereum can hit $1,000 by the end of the year. Now, if the Bitcoin pump stalls a bit and we don't get the full Bitcoin pump until the end of January, well, then that would push that back a little bit. But I think when you're looking at these zones of 466, 617, and 840, the thing to take into consideration is considering support at, you know, between about 280 and 311, I would actually think support is probably somewhere closer to 350 right now, which could push these numbers up much higher. So I definitely believe a four 
digit, a four-figure ETH is in the cards sooner rather than later. So Ethereum to $1,000 by the end of the year, does that sound too bullish for you? Drop me a comment below and let me know what price points you're expecting Ethereum to level off at by the end of this year. That's all I got. Be blessed. Big boy out.